I'm Michelle Schaefer, and you're listening to another episode of Sold Out Entrepreneur. I have a story to tell. I'm going to share how I went from a 16-year-old teen mom to millionaire, divorced with two kids, putting myself through school, and working multiple jobs just to make ends meet. The odds were certainly against me, but I never lost my hope, I never lost my faith, and I never lost my dream. I'm going to help you build your faith, have big dreams, and build big teams. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome to the Sold Out Entrepreneur Podcast. This is episode number 22. In this episode, I am going to be talking about the art of conversation. It's funny that I'm we're having this this talk today on conversation <laughs> because it's it seems like something that's so natural, but really I have we lost the ability to have conversations with people? Have we is it an art that is no longer something that people are exercising. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to share a couple things with you that that really I've been kind of learning more and more about and really just coming to the realization. See, I grew up at a time where, first of all, there were no cell phones. And back when I was school aged, you know, we had home telephones, but we had long distance charges. So unless somebody lived in your area, you, you know, you didn't make phone calls hardly ever. And one of the big means of communication when I was school age was we would write letters to each other and pass notes in class. <laughs> do you remember that? If you're, if you're my age or older, you do remember that. But if you are the, a millennial, then this is very, very foreign to you. <laughs> I think about my older two children who are 27 and 25 years old. And they were really the very first generation to grow up and have cell phones and social media at a young age. So they are the first generation to learn that they could communicate via text messaging and social media. And uh, being that uh, that's not the way that I grew up, when I try to communicate with them now as adults, they are much more comfortable uh, sending me text messages, you know, these quick little blurbs. Uh, than they are getting on the phone with me. <laughs> and, and it, you know, in the beginning, before I kind of realized that that's the way, you know, this is kind of the, that their generation, it would hurt my feelings. Be like, they don't even want to talk to me. They'd rather send me a text. But, you know, now in business, as I'm dealing with, you know, these up and coming leaders from my children's generation, I see that it's, it is really, it is not even thought of as odd that they would rather text message you than have conversations with you. And, you know, in some, in some cases, sending text messages is much more efficient than having a conversation. And, and so, you know, we love it for that, right? We can be in the middle of something, answer a question real quickly via text or some type of social media messenger and, you know, enable somebody to have the answer to something very, very quickly. But I want to speak to you about um, your ability to have conversations with people and really the art of having a conversation because, in it doesn't really matter what profession you're in. If you're in direct selling, of course, this is very, very relevant to you. But in any profession, having the ability to have great conversations with people is really the difference between you making a connection and learning to be a great networker with people, you know, networking with other people and really having no relationship, building no rapport. And so I, I was really just, I've been, I've been really thinking about the subject of having conversations with people. And I realized something, 
that even though, um, you know, I've been in the network marketing profession for 14 years, I've had a lot of experience in the art of conversation. Why? Because for, you know, the 12 years, I stood behind the chair myself for 10, but it took me almost two to go through school. So for 12 years that I stood behind the chair as a stylist, makeup artist, you know, uh, cosmetologist, I got really, really good at the art of conversation. You have somebody's undivided attention where all you're doing is having a conversation. I got really good at asking questions about people and and answering questions about myself and, you know, really good at kind of digging in and just, you know, just having conversations, getting to know somebody, learning their likes and dislikes, kind of learning about their life. And um, by asking questions of people, I, I really, like, I learned a lot of things about a lot of things. <laughs> and if you are listening to this and you're in uh, that profession, the beauty profession, and specifically hairdressers and, and nail techs, they, they have the same ability to do it. You talk to so many people every day and every week. You really learn a lot of different things on a lot of different subjects. I had so many interesting clients you know, I had people that worked in the government. I had, you know, stay at home moms. I had people that were business owners. And I mean, just really you, you name it. And I probably had somebody in that profession sitting behind my chair. So I would ask them all these great questions. And I, I just felt like I knew a lot about a lot of different things because of having these really tremendous conversations with my clients. And so when I got involved in network marketing, I already had developed this skill that I didn't even realize was a skill over the course of many, many years. I, I was, I already had the ability to really ask questions and speak to people and, uh, you know, be able to create a rapport with somebody based on my ability to have a conversation with them. And so even now in the age of technology, we have so many different things, uh, so many different ways to communicate. My favorite is still to somehow get voice to voice, whether it's telephone or utilizing a video call or Zoom or Skype or anything, even FaceTime, you know, I love to actually speak with somebody so that they can hopefully hear and see me, but at the very least hear me so that I can really dig into who they are and ask questions. And one of the things that I've learned is that, you know, the most successful people in any profession are the people that are really, really good networkers and the most successful networkers have great conversations. So or I'm going to talk to you, you know, a little bit about having conversations and I'm not talking about 140 character <laughs> conversations like Twitter and some of these things that, you know, your goal is to get this message out in as few characters as possible. That's, that's not necessarily the case when we're talking about, you know, really becoming a good conversationalist. We want to really have the ability to not only, you know, sustain conversations, but, but really keep them, them going in an intelligent manner. So we're going to, I'm going to go through a couple of tips, some tips to really, uh, being, being great at conversation. And I, I think the first one that we have to talk about here um, is is really showing interest in somebody else, being curious, asking questions. I just know for me 
There's nothing more distracting to me when I'm having a conversation with somebody and it's very, very clear that they, they aren't with me. And one of the first ways to clue in on that is if they're not making eye contact with you, they're just looking all around, you know, beside you, behind you, you know, looking down at their phone. Matter of fact, my husband just kind of called me out yesterday. We were having a conversation and I was getting all these notifications on my phone that was next to me. And I kept looking down at it. I wasn't responding or anything, but he just told me that it was very distracting to him while he was having a conversation with me, um, just looking down at the phone. And so, you know, he really just kind of put me in check on that. And so I would say the same thing to you, really being curious, asking questions and, and, uh, letting the person know that you are paying attention to them. It is showing interest. So I am going to be much more, uh, intentional on making sure that my phone is not near me because, when I see it light up, the automatic response for me is to want to look at it. So put your phone away, um, give people some really good eye contact and, and make it genuine. I, I mean, we, as human beings, we have real, we have this natural instinct. We can feel the energy from the other person and we can really tell if somebody's actually interested. And, you know, I'm, I'm a people watcher because of my profession and because of my really my love of people and really wanting to get better at people skills, <laughs> get better at communicating with people. I, I like to watch people. And when I watch conversations, when, when those conversations are over, the people that are the most excited about the connection they made are the ones who felt like the person that they were talking to was very interested and into the conversation right? So it's, it's really important that it's genuine. You're not just having these canned, uh, conversations. Now I will say this, when I was working behind the chair, there was a set, some, some set questions that I asked every client just to kind of open it up. But it, I didn't, I was engaged in it. It wasn't just like, Oh, you know, so what do you do? And Oh, so how long have you been married? It wasn't these, these coined questions just to go through a list. I was genuinely asking about them. And another thing that, um, that you, just a little tip here on conversations. One of the things that I did as a hairdresser is, you know, I had these little client cards that would, I would write notes on them, on their formulation for their color, what I charge them and all that good stuff. But you know what else I would write down? I would write down some things about them personally. You know, they have three kids. Children's names are, you know, Tommy, you know, Susie and Sally. And I would write things down about them so that the next time we met, when I opened up that book, I could ask them about their children by name. This is another tip here. Nothing makes people feel more special than when you remember their name. And this is more than ever now, I hear people say over and over, I'm just terrible with names. Well, you're, you're literally just enforcing that you're terrible with names. You know, one of the things that I learned years and years and years ago, um, was when you're meeting new people to put a little describer uh, with to their name. So if somebody's name was Mary and she was, you know, uh, she was a mom, I would say, Mary, the mom, Mary, the mom. I would say that in my head over and over so that it would be easy because I had a descriptor word that started with the same letter as her first name, right? So I could say, you know, if I was meeting somebody named Barbara and she was really bubbly, I'd say, 
bubbly Barbara, bubbly Barbara, and say it over and over in my head. And, you know, that's just a, a little tip there. Speaking of names, this is another thing. When you're using somebody's name in conversation with them, it makes them feel really important. Now, don't be like creepy about it and just say their first name, you know, at the beginning of every sentence and make it kind of creepy. But when you're using somebody's name and looking them in the eye, it really does make them feel so valued, so important. And like you're, you, you really are taking concern and care in the conversation. Do these things seem simple? <laughs> like, like we should already know this? Yes, we should. But in the hustle and bustle of the very, very busy lives that we all lead, sometimes we forget because we rely so much on technology that our ability to communicate and connect with people is, is something that we really have to be intentional and just slow down. Just slow down and, and realize that these conversations with other human beings really are, they, they are what makes or breaks our ability to move forward in life, to grow, to learn, to have new friends, to, to network. You know what I mean? So that's just a, it's just an important thing. Um, here's another tip for you. Be relaxed and be yourself. You know, in the, the Facebook world that we live in, where everybody wants to put a filter <laughs> on their lives so that they look, you know, the best that they can look or you're better than they really are. You know, the Facebook, the Facebook world uh, where, <laughs> you know, you're posting all these things every day to just make your life seem so appealing, <laughs> even if it isn't. Maybe it is. Maybe it really is. But but if it isn't, you know, there's so many people that just they have this, what do we call it? We call it FOMO, fear of missing out. And people post all these perfect vacations and perfect kids and perfect meals and all these things on Facebook. You know, it can, it can be very inauthentic. And so, so can conversations, you know what I mean? So just be yourself, be yourself, be natural, be relaxed, um, be present in the conversation. Um, this is easier for some personalities than it is for others. I mean, obviously, right? And you'll get better at it. Um, you know, for me, when I started in the profession of network marketing, talking to people was so easy because I had been doing it for years and years all day. I mean, every day, all day long, conversation after conversation with my clients and then conversations with so many, you know, the stylists around me on the phone, making appointments. And, you know, I mean, it was just all day. I would come home after work and I, I wanted to silence. <laughs> I just didn't want to talk to anybody else. But that's, you know, I would come home and my children wanted to have conversations. And so it was important for me to, you know, practice some of these skills when I came home as well with my children, being interested, asking them questions. They wanted nothing more than to, to tell me about their day, right? So, okay. And another thing that really is uh, important in becoming a great conversationalist is, is a give and take in the conversation, right? So you've heard the saying, you have two ears and one mouth because we're supposed to listen twice as much as we speak, right? Well, it can be, you know, depending on your personality, it can be very easy to do one of two things. Number one, monopolize the conversation and just talk, talk, talk. <laughs> I mean, clearly I have no problem talking. I do these podcasts for 20 to 30 minutes at a time. It's all I'm doing is talking. Um, but there are some personalities that it is a real struggle and they, they, they would naturally feel more comfortable listening. 
So, but in, in a good conversation, there's a balance. There's a balance between listening and speaking. And so you really want to work toward having a balance in the conversation of, of both asking questions and listening, and then having something really awesome to respond with or to say back to this, this person that you're speaking with. And, uh, th- that, that allows for the conversation to open up, right? Don't just be like, you know, a, a defense attorney and just battering them with questions without ever opening up and sharing anything about you, your family, your life, your opinions, because then the, the conversation is very, very one-sided. And while they'll feel listened to because they got to share some great things about who they are, they won't feel like they've gotten to know you any any better. And that's that's an important thing for for great conversations is that you both feel heard, you both feel like you've gotten to know each other. Um, so here's one that uh, for my personality, it's something I still work on. <laughs> I still do it <laughs> because I get overly excited, but this is a very, very important one. And for my personality type, um, and there's a few, there's a few of personality types that do this a lot. It, it can be literally a an actually very destructive um, habit to other personality types. And really it can upset them and it can just make, turn them completely off. It's interrupting. Um, I, I, I've definitely gotten better at it, but I'm still not all the way there. I get very excited in conversations and sometimes I don't wait my turn and it's a, it is a terrible bad habit. And I, I don't like to be interrupted and I certainly know that other people don't, don't like it either. And so, you know, cutting in, interrupting, uh, before somebody's finished speaking is, is a very important, it's a skill and I'm continuing to develop it. So I, you know, I, I say that it's definitely because I get so passionate and excited and that is true, but really it's just a, uh, it's a discipline that I need to work on because, um, you know, I've been I've been on telephone calls with people who wanted me on a call to share information about my company, my product, whatever, and I can be giving that information and get interrupted and I've I know how I feel. I feel like, well, clearly I don't even need to be on this conversation on this call because they don't really want to hear what I have to say. And that's never what I want other people to feel, right? We don't want people to feel like we're not interested. And by interrupting, I know that's how I feel. And so interrupting, cutting in is uh, really something that does not need to happen as you are uh, becoming really an expert conversationalist. So, you know, these are things that, you, you know, you'll, you'll get better at. I'll, I'll continue to get better at it. So that's another little tip and uh, saying it kind of for myself, <laughs> continued saying it for myself. So not, and not interrupting is a, a really big a really big deal. So, you know, here's, you know, just a couple of things too. just kind of knowing what's going on in the world. If your, if your goal is to be great at conversation, then, um, you know, having an idea of what's kind of happening in the world, current affairs. Now, fashion, pop culture, music, you know, just, you don't have to be an expert in it, but just kind of knowing what's going on. Now for me, yeah, I have having three children. It's been easy for me to stay up on pop culture because they're into it. I, you know, usually have some idea of what's going on in 
current fashion, what's going on in, you know, music, television, kind of all that stuff because of my kids. And when I stood behind the chair, I really knew what was going on because I talked to so many different people of so many different ages. A little harder for me now to kind of stay up on that stuff. I have to be intentional. So, you know, to be a good conversationalist, you want to have some interesting things to talk about, things that you can relate to people. Um, I, I think it's it's kind of funny when I'm trying to have a conversation with somebody, I'll say, oh, you know, so-and-so would be talking about something that's, you know, kind of big going on in the world or, or just, you know, anything. And they have no idea what I'm talking about. Literally, they're just, they have no idea about what's current going on uh, in, you know, world events and, and that kind of stuff. Now, uh, we know though that there there are certain subjects that we should actually try to avoid, and that's always politics and religion. Uh, those those can turn into debates and not conversation. <laughs> so obviously, it depends on who you're speaking to and and the kind of um, environment and you know where where you're at and where you're meeting them. But as a general rule, that's kind of something we stay away from because when you're when you're wanting to engage in a great conversation and get to know somebody. We don't want to offend. And because these are like hot buttons for people and they can get very, very emotional, they can be really emotionally charged topics. That's not generally speaking a good idea when you're trying to just get good at conversation. So, I mean, you know, use your own judgment on that one. Sometimes it's fun to talk those things with people and sometimes it's really not. So use your own judgment. Um, but, but I will say this you know, the art of conversation, you'll get better and better at it. So practice, you know, just invite a friend or family member, whatever, to go sit down and have coffee, put your phones in and just chat, just chat. You know, it might be awkward at first, especially if you're more introverted or, you know, you're kind of an analytical and you like to sit back and watch things. It can be a little uncomfortable for you, but I want to encourage you that's just a skill like anything else that you have gotten good at in your life. Conversation is a skill that you can develop. And I, I highly recommend that you develop it. Um, I am around some amazing people that are incredible conversationalists. They can speak to anybody at any age with any background demographic or, you know, uh, level of knowledge or whatever. They're so good at asking questions and having, you know, witty answers that conversation just flows. And you definitely want to be that kind of person that is really just leaves an incredible impression on people. It makes them like you. It makes them excited to chat with you. Uh, Really just conversation. So, you know, invite people to sit and have lunch with you and, and just chat, have conversations with your children, (laughs) have conversations with your husband and, you know, just engage in some conversations for yourself to practice. There's also lots of other things you can do outside. If you are involved in a church, join a Bible study. Bible studies are all, that's all they're about. You're usually reading a book or, or doing a study on a book in the Bible or, and you have these roundtable discussions about it. You're just really getting good at the art of conversing with other human beings, listening and injecting your um, ideas, thoughts, and opinions. And, you know, there's different groups like Toastmasters, it's a, a group where people get together and they, they you know, speak in rooms. There's networking events. I mean, there's all there's a whole like world out there that gives you the opportunity to really get good at the art of conversation and just kind of getting to know people. In in the profession of direct sales and network marketing that I'm in, being good at conversation uh, can 
can build you an incredible amount of wealth because it's a people business. And the more people that you converse with and talk to, be able to cast a vision, find out who they are and and what their needs are, uh, the bigger your business will continue to grow. And so uh, there's a lot of benefits to this <laughs> to this skill that I'm talking about here today. And so I, I get sad when I when I talk to young entrepreneurs and they, you know, they are so buried in technology that their their ability to have conversations is really it's really lacking. You know, um, I spoke with somebody a few years ago and his response was, you know, I'm not really good at the face to face network marketing. I do it all online. And I thought, well, that is what network marketing is, is having these conversations. And so um, it really is it really is a necessity. And, and, you know, let's just say, I mean, God forbid, but for some reason we happen to lose technology, like, I don't know, a solar flare happened and came and like turned off all of our, our, you know, all of our gadgets and we had no more technology. We would still have the ability to converse with people and be able to, you know, continue on with life, with our businesses. And it's just a tremendous skill. And, you know, it'll, it'll really, it'll enhance you as a human being, being around other people, talking to them, listening to their opinions and really getting to know other people is is one of the main ways that we grow. It's one of the main ways, uh, listening to their stories, what they've gone through, you know, having compassion and empathy for them and just hearing about other people's lives. It really, really helps you to have perspective on your, on your own life. So, um, I want to share a quick verse with you from the Bible here. And I want to talk about, you know, the power of words. I, I've done a couple of podcasts talking about, um, you know, there's there's so much power in the words that we speak. And it's so important that we are really intentional with the things that we say and not just intentional, but careful. Um, and so I'm going to read you this uh, this quick verse out of the book of Proverbs Chapter 18, verse 21, life and death are in the power of the tongue and those who love it eat its fruits. And it's just a reminder that really our words are so powerful. They carry weight. Uh, they impact people. And so when you're engaging in these conversations with people, just remember that the words that are coming out of your mouth are having an impact. They, they carry with them energy and that goes into people's hearts and souls and so, you know, being a person who's good at conversation is a, like I've been saying, it's a tremendous skill, but just to add like the cherry on top of that, of that Sunday, the conversation Sunday is being a person that is an encourager, being a person that speaks life into other people, being a person whose words are validating and uplifting will take your, uh, your skill and really just turn it up. It'll take it to an entirely new level. So always, always remember that, you know, your words have so much impact and so much powerful. I'll I'll share with you one more. This is out of the book of Proverbs as well. Chapter 12, verse 18. Those whose rash words are like swords thrust, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. It's really true. Have you ever just uh, been having like kind of a bad day or something and you get into a conversation with somebody and just the words that they spoke over you, it just was like 
a soothing, you know, healing balm that went over your heart. And what a blessing if you can be that person for somebody. So um, I hope this is this encourages you to really become an amazing conversationalist and and to start more conversations with more people. Um, if you're in my profession, that will lead to a bigger business, <laughs> more connections, more friends, more customers. And regardless of what business you're in, you know it will help you to become a really good networker. And the people who build the big, biggest businesses, regardless of profession or industry, they have the biggest networks. <laughs> and so it's a great skill for you. So I hope you've enjoyed this podcast today. And um, I hope you're connected to our emails. I hope you're connected to the community, the sold out community on Facebook and Instagram. And I hope that you have actually taken the time to listen to the three-part masterclass that my husband Bobby and I put together. It's called Big Time Networker. You can go to bigtimenetworker.com and uh, listen to it at your leisure. Or you can go to soldoutentrepreneur.com and get access to it there. We sure would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear how that has impacted you. And uh, we'd just love to connect with you. So find us on Facebook and Instagram and... uh, Let us know how your new conversations are going now that you are working on these incredible skills. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.